by Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook. Hello, everyone. My name is Kaya May, and welcome to Game Over Vancouver. The Vancouver Canucks just beat the Dallas Stars 5-2 in Rogers Arena. Now, um, before I get into a little bit of a game recap, a little bit of a f- what what are the Canucks doing, um, and a little chat with our guest today, want to bet? Then get in on the action at Sports Interaction. The boys of summer are back on the diamond, and March Madness is on deck. Bet pregame, live in play, or on one of our many prop bets. Sports Interaction makes it easy to deposit, play, and cash out. Head to sportsinteraction.com sdpn or in Ontario, download the app now using QR code at the bottom of the screen. Right there. Uh, 19 plus, please play responsibly. All right, so to talk about the uh, Vancouver Canucks' 5-2 win against the Dallas Stars, I am joined today by Jacob New. How are you today, Jacob? I'm good, Kaya. Doing pretty well, actually. Uh, 5-2 win over Dallas. Um, you know, five straight wins for Vancouver late in the season. Get the train ready. It's leaving the station. <laughs> this, Playoffs, this here we late, come. This late season hype, it always happens. You know, this, oh, you know, next year's going to be different. We're seeing it right now. Um, yeah. No, but oh, in short term, great game. Really exciting game to watch. It was certainly, it was certainly a game to watch. It was, it was an exciting game. I will, mm-hmm. I will say that. Uh, considering it starts right off the bat with a Phil DiGiuseppe goal, his third this year. Uh, personally, I'm a huge fan of Phil DiGiuseppe. And it was right after Besser hit the post. So I was kind of like, eh. and then DiGiuseppe scores. So yay. Um, yeah. Besser also um, on the second goal of the night tonight, Kuzmen goes uh, two nothing on the power play from the Yanni Hockenpaul interference penalty. Mm-hmm. Um, Garland and Besser assist on Kuzmenko's goal, um, and it was Brock Besser's three hundredth NHL point. He did get up to three oh one with an assist later on the Miller birthday boy goal. Is what I'm calling it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was Besser's eighteenth career three point game as well as uh, the Canucks are 18-0 now um, with Brock Besser th- uh, with three points. Um, and, of course, Guillaume Brisebois scores his first career NHL goal. Considering how long he's been in the Canucks system, he's basically like a mythical character in the <laughs> Canucks lore of the last decade. That's a decade. good way of putting it, yeah. Yeah, he just kind of comes and goes, and then now he's here, and he scores his, his goal. It was actually a really nice goal, too. Like, oh, yeah. um, uh, from Garland to Niels Oman, who is With the been... beautiful back pass. Beautiful like, it was a spin pass. back pass to Brisebois coming in, like, hot and ready on a slapper then. It was such a good shot. And really, as you said, mythical character. He slips in and out in preseason. Everyone's like... Oh, who is this guy? Oh, yeah, we drafted him like uh, in the third round, you know, 2015. And he's just been. Yeah. So because I looked it up, I was like, when did we draft him? Because I was confused about that. And it was, yeah, it's been eight coming up this draft year. It'll be eight years since we drafted him. I think 66 overall. That's when I started high school. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I was was probably in. um, I was around grade 11 then. Uh, but yeah, no, it's a great goal for him, you know, first career goal in the NHL. And he also had just recently signed, I think a two year extension. So I really hope that, you know, make, maybe it turns out into something great for him, whether he is just another AHL guy call up, maybe he makes more appearances next year. Who knows? I do think that he, um, I do think he'll get a lot of different, more call ups. I do think he'll be, he's part of the kind of core, I guess. I don't want to say core, but like. Be careful with that well, word okay. there. <laughs> I know. Well, the core at one point was like Vertanen and a bunch of guys. So yeah, we, we've well, gone through well, a lot here. But we mean when we say core, you're probably meaning the the future core or the at least future, kind of yeah. those like okay. middle age. I meant like in the couple years. Yeah, down, the pipeline couple, core. The, the pipeline core pipeline is a way core. of I was going it, to guess, say. Yeah. Not not essentially core, but like bottom pairing core, you know? Yeah, your bottom six type of core, because really the Canucks have had so many players that have been they've been come and slotted in that bottom six. The and maybe they put up a couple points, but they haven't worked out, or they're really overpaid for what they provide. Mm-hmm. We've seen that so often in the last two to three seasons. 
And so like with Amon, you know, this has been a recent discovery. Like I made a tweet today just being like, he has really solidified a spot as being up your fourth line center. Um, you know, the new management group really put their eye out on him and took a swing on him and it's really paying off. I think he's going to be a Canuck for sure in the next Well, He's the Canuck right now, but I see him be staying on this team for the next three, four years, honestly, in that bottom six. And, you know, maybe he elevates his game a little higher, but I think most people have been really impressed with him so far. Yes, he is an RFA at the end of 2024, and his qualifying mm -hmm. offer is 874-125. So mm -hmm. I could you see know, that go up to, like, 1-2 mil, maybe. For sure. For, and, you um, know, with the sal with salary cap could be going up then, you, you <laughs> hope that could is an emphasis today. Well, yeah, in other news today, uh, Bally Sports uh, oh, parent company filed for bankruptcy officially. So oh. that's another uh, dent in salary cap issues there for um, the NHL and other sports leagues. Yeah, but Arizona's still kicking. Anyway, yeah, they're still kicking around. They're still they're still they're still there. They're still half their cap space doesn't play for them, but it's fine. Um, <laughs> that's not suspicious at all. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, as well. I was going to say Guillaume Brisebois, they did sign him. He is two-way next year, so between uh, Abbotsford and Vancouver, depending. Well, he could go between both of them, but I feel yeah. like he might stay in um, Vancouver for at least a bit at the beginning because Tockett likes him. Tockett does like him. I feel like that's the main deciding factor for a lot of these re-signings. Like... Mm -hmm. Um, Game Breezebois the other day, Phil DiGiuseppe the other DiGiuseppe, day. DiGiuseppe, yeah. Um, because this is apparently DiGiuseppe's first two-year contract. And yeah, it's a two-way contract, but I still could see him. Like, he's gotten great with, he's gone great with Besser and Miller, which is kind mm -hmm. of insane considering the cap hit of that yeah. line. Because it's JT <laughs> Miller, who's signed to $56 million for seven years. Mm -hmm. And then there's Brock Besser, who's 6.65 for three years. Um, mm -hmm. Two more years after this one. And then there's Vildi uh, Giuseppe. Vildi Giuseppe, uh, Italy's favorite. Um, at like 7.50. Like, league men. And I, I think it's a great story. Obviously, mm -hmm. you know, there are players that are out right now that'll slot into this position. We don't know if Pearson's going to be able to play um, next season. That's certainly something that's up in the air mm -hmm. um, at the moment. But also, you have to think about Ilya Mikheyev when he comes back. Absolutely. Um, like, where does he slot in? Because mm -hmm. a lot of people think that, oh, Phil DiGiuseppe's going to get taken out when Mikheyev comes back. But I honestly don't think that would be the case. I think Beauvillier is going to get taken out. Well, I think some people would challenge that, but he's been on a tear since he joined Vancouver. He's been, you know, stacking up some points, some goals, assists, and mm -hmm. I think he's actually outscored uh, Horvat at this point now. He has outscored um, in his last few games. He hasn't mm -hmm. as much, but he has outscored Horvat, which I think is hilarious. Yeah. But then again, <laughs> Islanders, they're not really offensively minded. They're not really minded at all. Um, mm -hmm. uh, and also they're like main playmaker dude that um usually barzal barzal is, is out indefinitely yeah. apparently mm -hmm. unless that, there's been an update in the last few hours but i don't think so oh my gosh um yeah islanders are uh they're in a weird spot right now dear. they went all in at the deadline with horvat well all in as you can be really acquiring probably one of the top trade targets and your star playmaking center is out indefinitely uh, and the, 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 there's a lot of teams, or not even a lot, but there's two or three teams just below that wild card spot that are pushing for it. You know, your your Senators, your Detroit Red Wings, like, you know. Um, yeah, I mean. We'll see what happens. I think Islanders and Penn still hold those wild card spots, but I could be wrong on that. Yeah, Penns, I could see them falling down considering. Did you see the score between Montreal and them tonight? Uh, Sorry, who was playing Montreal? Uh, Islanders? P uh, Pittsburgh, sorry. Oh, no, I did not see that score, actually. 6-4. Ooh, high scoring. For Montreal. Wow, Montreal won. Yeah. Wow. Uh, look up Tristan Jari's save percentage for that. Oh. <laughs> it was bad. Oh, it was no. bad. And, yeah, remember That's... last year in the playoffs where they, like, couldn't play him because he was injured? Yeah. Uh, maybe that might do them some good, but I don't know if they still have Louis Domingue to steal the show. Well, it was, it was Jari, 
Casey to Smith, and then it went to Louis Domingue. And they went yeah. all the way to seven games with the Rangers. It went to game seven overtime. That was an and, insane yeah. series. It was a great series. That was an like, awesome series. Like, I was not really even vouching for anyone because, like, I'm, I kind of was, I guess, vouching for Pittsburgh because of one player, you know, who has local ties to here. But uh, really, oh, it was Jari. just a uh, not Jari. No, oh. no, no. We're talking about Danton Heinen oh. from Langley. Uh, okay, <laughs> not, so, not Jari. Not Jari. Like, Jari's from North Delta. I don't know. I, uh, I remember well, that birthplace, was like birthplace. Yeah, Surrey, BC, according Surrey, to NHL.com. Yeah, Surrey, here. BC birthplace. Oh, grew I up found in a North save Delta. percentage for tonight. Oh, um, yeah. 429. Four goals it's against so a seven. Uh, yeah, on seven shots against. He only made three saves. Yeah. Man, that is. Uh, I was not expecting that. Yeah. He's he's been really like he either is really on point and you know goes on a little kind of streak as like a Pittsburgh star, and then all of a sudden he just starts crapping the bed like three or four straight games, and then you know it's what oh is he injured is he not because he's had a lot of injuries over yeah. the last couple of years. Why what, what um, Pittsburgh goalies? And they always choose the wrong guy or the guy gets injured. I mean, they chose. Well, yeah, well, they chose Matt Murray over Flurry, you know, that was and then they chose uh, Jari over Murray, I think. Or, yeah, yeah, they traded Murray to the Senators. Yeah, they traded Murray. And I mean, I don't know if you could really be like they made the wrong decision. Like, I mean, Matt Murray, well, the Murray, like he's in Toronto now and he's not doing well. Like people are like he's he's come back to lineup after being injured and. You know, there's he's had some pretty ant performances. Like people are like, he should not be the starter mm-hmm. going into the playoffs. I think it's going to be Ilya Samsonov. Yes, sorry, I I, I really like Samsonov. <laughs> you I, really agreed with me there. Yes, I um I follow the Caps. I followed them more closely last year, mm-hmm. um, but this year a bit as well. But last year with those with Vitek Vanacek and Ilya Samsonov, I was so mad when both of them. Like Samsonov obviously left signed with the Leafs. Yeah. Uh, Vanacek gets traded. I thought they were great for the Caps, and now they're out of. Well, they're not out of the playoff race, but mm. <laughs> they are uh, fifth in the wild card rankings. Because right now it's Pittsburgh with seventy eight points, Islanders, and the Islanders with there seventy six points, and then there's Florida with seventy three, uh, Buffalo with seventy one, Washington seventy one. Um, Ottawa with 70. Yeah. And then Detroit is And then 69. Detroit. And then, and then your cutoffs there with Montreal. Like yeah, no, Philly's going to go on a tear. <laughs> Philly just goes on a tear, like wins their last like 10 straight games. Well, Philly always does that. They started the year hot. And I was thinking like, what? what? This is Philadelphia. They have John Tortorella and they have Tony D'Angelo making how much? And that's, or did they... Yeah, they resigned. No, him. they they have D'Angelo still, and they have yeah. um, Ristolainen that signed for a long Ristola, time. Ristolainen, well, who's the guy that was uh, acquired from? I think Winnipeg. Uh, you know, there's a. I think there's a guy in there like top six. He's overpaid massively. I mean, that uh, could describe. A uh, for lot some of reason, he's just. I, I yeah, I just he's on the tip of my tongue. I just forget his name. It's like Neil Jeez. something. Um, I, I can't believe I'm I'm not getting this right now. I am so sorry. He is like he signed long term with them. Not Sandheim. What am I? I can't even Sandheim. think right now. No, it's not Sandheim. Yeah. But yeah, I'm not going to go on a tangent with that. It's fine. Player search. All. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to. I am going to go on a tent. No, it's not that. I'm it's. Uh, I can't see the chat. Maybe the chat there. is just screaming, being like, "It's this guy." How do you not know? Like there we i will let you know if there are answers yeah because i'm not looking at that right now but it probably someone's like this is probably the player thinking about um but going back to those uh wild card standings yeah so there's a couple teams that could hop over the islanders and the penguins and we were just talking about the penguins having that struggling goaltending right there um a lot of teams have had that this year too yeah um yeah and then the West is kind of I. It's kind of a race. People are saying, "Oh, Vancouver should go for the playoffs." We are um, eighteen points behind Winnipeg. Yeah, Winnipeg I don't know did about lose that, guys. Tonight. Um, <laughs> who did they are lost to? Get Carolina. Like, we're so. gonna get like opposite tank tweets. Like, um, so you know, a lot of people have been doing the gif of the guy, like you know, doing this from the tank every yeah. time a team below us wins. Are we gonna get versions of that where it's like Winnipeg loses and they're gonna be like, you know, I don't know, like. 
this on a tank and be like there because they're going to drop and we're going to climb. Not going to happen. Not going to happen. Um, Winnipeg Winnipeg is 79 points. The next is Nashville with 73. Then it's Calgary also with 73. I think Calgary oh, is going to stay out of the I know, actually. I think the, the points have been updated since oh, today's games. Shit. So Winnipeg Sorry. still has 79. I need to all refresh. Good. <laughs> uh, all good. Winnipeg has 79 there in that second wild card spot. Nashville is oh, 75, yep. though they have three games in hand over Winnipeg. They have 65 wait. games played. Winnipeg has played 68 wait, wait, games. Wait, wait, wait. Um, and then Calgary was 74 points. Oh my God. Calgary lost. Yeah. They lost to Arizona. <laughs> I think I heard. <laughs> I yeah. I was just like, <laughs> wait, weird Calgary only went one. Also they Columbus and San Jose. Uh, they're in a nail biter. It's five, five with like four minutes left in the game. That is so like, that's a big tank game as well. No, for some that people. is a huge tank game. Well, that's a huge tank. Yeah. San Jose is at last in the West and Columbus is last in the East. I didn't realize they're the bottom two there. Yeah. Cause Anaheim. I thought Chicago was, but no, they're slightly. um they're two oh, points yeah. ahead of San Jose now. Anaheim so. just has terrible goaltending. They have a minus ninety nine goal differential, which is weird because Gibson is still league. on this team, and he was a really good goaltender for a long time. I guess yeah. he's just not been having a good year, and they don't have a good backup option. Jonathan Quick was also a really good goaltender for a long time. Yeah, but he played for the Kings, and the Kings have had sustained playoff yeah, success over the last couple, you know, after the, over the last decade, really. Oh, they're going through a rebuild. Okay. Um, um, yeah. Vegas, he has performed great, though, with Vegas, I will say. He has. I think he's I, won three straight games. Um. Yeah, he's had a shutout with them. He shut out Carolina, mm -hmm. and that was when they still had Andre Svechnikov, I think. So, mm -hmm. um, also feel bad for him. He's out for the season in the playoffs. Yeah, so. we that was announced today. Yeah. I felt bad. Like, I don't even follow the Canes, but, like, Sveshnikov, he's obviously one of their best players. He was their all-star this year. It sucks for him. Sucks for Carolina. I died. Mm -hmm. They're not breaking the second-round curse this year either. Anyway. Yeah. Um, I Gotta want... go back to the... Sorry, go so, ahead. I was just gonna say, I want a Vegas Los Angeles series. Also, I think, did Edmonton and... Edmonton and Seattle switch places on the wild did card? They? Did they? Uh, or no, if they did, I was just gonna double check again. It was yeah. Edmonton is still third in the Pacific. Yeah, because I thought so, Edmonton was first wild card, and then they maybe have did switch place with Seattle. Like if the okay. playoffs started today, Seattle would be playing. Uh, they would be playing, playing Dallas. Uh, Dallas, and Winnipeg would play Vegas. Yeah, which would be good because Winnipeg has history with Vegas. They played in the Western Conference Final in Vegas's first year. Oh yeah, that year. Um, mm -hmm. And then LA and Edmonton also they played last year, and that was a pretty fun first round series. That well. was a great series. Like, mm -hmm. not to give props to Vander Kane, but that was hilarious. Like his <laughs> one celly after that one goal, where he just said, "Like, I don't remember if it was he put up seven fingers for like game seven or if it was uh, six. But you then don't eventually... you don't poke the bear when you do that. Well, they did win the series. <laughs> I mean. <sighs> They didn't win the, they didn't go on. Like, sure, they, they won, won the series. The, they got to the Western Conference final, which was. Yeah. And then they lose in five, don't they? Wasn't four, even that really close, four. to be honest. It I'm pretty four. sure. It oh, they four. got swept. They there got swept. Go. Yeah, even, they, even they won in point. five with Calgary last year in the Battle of Alberta because it was yeah. like Calgary comes out of the I'm game. I'm sorry, I was thinking nine, of the Edmonton Calgary game yeah. uh, series ending in five. No, they got swept by the Avs in four. And so, like, sure, sure, people can be like, well, he it was only to cap off that LA series. He's like, we're going to win seven, and they did. But, like, you don't want to give any of your competition any of that reason. Sure, it was to LA, but, you know, your your next opponent could look at that and be like, look at that guy. He's mm -hmm. he's, you know, thinks that, oh, he can close out a series and then, you know, they lose in four in Colorado. But I, I probably reason, don't make a lot of sense there. For some reason, I want to see Minnesota and Edmonton go against each other so I can see Ryan Reeves fight him anyway. That would um, be good. <laughs> I love Ryan Reeves. Anyway, back <laughs> to the Canucks game. Yeah, this is um, game over Vancouver. After this is all. game over Vancouver, not game over uh, San NHL. Jose. I don't know. Uh, game over San Jose, even though the game is not over yet. Um, we're on tank watch, everyone. This is, is mm -hmm. part of the lore. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of what my next point was. I think um, we, were, we were talking in the second period. We were talking about Anthony Beauvillier had that uh, good goal from Willan and P. It was that tip and goal yes. from the Willan and shot. But then also late was Jamie Ben's uh, power play goal coming on the back end of Patterson had another shorthanded chance. Uh, and then, you know, on the ensuing play, just going back on the other end, they score with like four seconds left. Dallas yeah, does. I was surprised Ben rushed that fast to go down. Anyway, um, mm -hmm. 
yeah, it was, it was certainly, like, it was a classic Canucks give up a power play goal. Um, I thought the penalty was kind of funny because I forgot that rule existed. Oh, you mean like, uh, the, did Giuseppe's like puck. hand over the <laughs> hand over the puck? I forgot yeah. that rule existed. It's like a travel, completely. it is it's like a tra- hockey's I version of a travel. Accidentally travels in, and, my, um, in my notes. Yeah, I'll I'll shout out like Josh Elliott Wolf from SportsCenter six fifty. He had a great uh, Di Giuseppe joke where he's like, "Oh, Phil just meant to do this, and he held on a little too long with the puck." Oh, the Itali- Italian, <laughs> the Italian, hands. the Italian, Italian like hands. hand meme where he's just like this. It's yes. just like, oh, Phil was just doing his usual. Phil was just um, exuding his culture, and yeah, uh, got, he's got just a like he's just trying to bring, he's just trying to bring more of that to the game, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, also, it was the uh, St. Patrick's Day game tonight. Yes, it's it the was last game until St. Patrick's Day, which I completely forgot was happening, mm. and <laughs> they had you know all the oh sweaters and stuff like that finn yeah. had a ginger beard on <laughs> that is the most disturbing fursuit i've ever seen and i've oh seen a God. lot <laughs> i've been on the internet i've had uh, i've had multiple i've had internet access since a child i've seen multiple <laughs> fursuits and that is the most disturbing one harvey yeah. harvey like the flames mascot harvey the hound yeah yeah harvey the hound's a little terrifying the montreal mascot i still I think that him Oilers wildcat thing that they introduced like it's a newer one. I think his name is Hunter. Yeah, he Hunter. is straight up nightmare fuel. Really? I don't know what Did they you, were thinking. Have why you they seen were... his abs? Yeah, it's like one of those things. I think where there's a picture of him without the jersey on. He's got mm-hmm. abs, and I'm just like, why? <laughs> like, what is their target? the The target audience of a mascot for a sports organization should be kids. I don't know what the Edmonton's what they're going for with that. It's um, a little odd. They're, they're, <laughs> they're, 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 makes, they're, yeah. Makes a lot know. of interesting decisions. Yeah. They make a lot of questionable decisions. Um, but then they also have Connor McDavid. So that kind of makes up for it. He also actually appeared. I'm not sure if you saw this. He was at the Junos. He was at the Junos. And I he saw was, had like clip. a speech where he was like there and people in Edmonton are like clapping and cheering. Mm-hmm. But and then he, and then he just opens his mouth and he does like the hockey player like, oh, yeah, I, I'm I'm so great to be here. It's just, I'm, I'm not going to show any personality. I'm not. I'm convinced he's AI. I'm convinced he's AI. He's generated <laughs> by AI. Chat GPT is running pretty much. Um, there was also a like red carpet interview with him, mm-hmm. too. And I, I didn't was see like, that. I saw that. I didn't watch the full like speech clip because I was like, this is just gonna be awkward. But I mm. saw the interview. I was like, why the heck is Connor McDavid being interviewed like on a red carpet <laughs> for the Junos? Like, I I guess it's Canada's top music event. Canada's top mm. music event. We gotta have Connor McDavid. Like, no, get somebody with a personality that's gonna get Curtis Lazar. The like, only I don't care. the only uh personality of like hockey players that actually worked at the Junos was when Michael Bublé hosted it. And I don't even think it was in Vancouver. He did it in Saskatoon, but he actually had the courtesy to get Brock Besser to be a part of the opening skit and that oh worked gosh. well that what? was i think that was a while ago this was i think brock was coming off his all-star season okay um and so there's a skit like part of the skit where buble goes to his dressing room and he looks in the mirror and he like combs his hair and then brock oh, is on the other side of the mirror that's, there's, like, there's a that clip. brock's just like looking and like smiling like like, I've yeah, seen that's that clip before, but I didn't. Clip. I didn't know that was yeah. from the Junos. I it was thought from that like was just an, Michael yeah. Bublé being Michael Bublé. Well, it, it's both. Yeah, like Bublé just loves the, his Canucks, and uh, Brock Besser was coming off his All Star season, and you know, like people were were starting to realize he was a really good player at that point. So, yeah. and he had the the Prince Charming look. So they're oh, just yeah, like, yeah, 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 why don't yeah, you do no, a thing with Bublé? I found that's, it. Yeah, that's. Fine. that's I yeah. may have accidentally played the sound for like two seconds, but yeah, um, all good. Yeah, I can see that's that's a great commercial. That's that's guarantee young young best five years ago according <laughs> to Reddit. Um, yeah. Wow, that's that's a long time. The ago. throwback. There's a real flash to the past. There. Real flash to the past. Um, all right. Uh, since we were talking a bit about you know playoffs and what teams are going to make it and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. What do you see as the future of the Vancouver Canucks? Because they are, you know, quite a few points out of the playoff race. It seems very slim chances that they um, make the playoffs, which, you know, was not what anyone was expecting. Mm -hmm. Um, But then again, this happened, this exact same thing happened last year. So that's the thing. Yeah. Like I, I, it's hard to put any sort of like confidence in this type of like test run. Because we we've done the scenario exactly the same, 
I remember literally one calendar year ago, Boudreaux is on like a run with the Canucks. Everyone's like, we found our coach, not of the future per se, but just the coach that these players needed. And, you know, and the, and the fans rallied around and people are like this, you know, this is what we're going to be doing for the next two to three, four years, as long as he wanted to stay. And then you go to next year and everything falls apart. So yeah, as much as I want to say, you know, like this team actually could be turning a corner and I don't mean like just players. I mean, just the team in general, because, you know, we've been out of like proper playoff contention for, you know, we, we haven't played a playoff game in, at home in eight or nine years, like at home. We're, we're not going to count the bubble there. 2015. Um, 2015 the, yeah. We lost in six games to Calgary. And so really, I mean, I actually look at today's game. I actually, even though there are some caveats in terms of, oh, Dallas is playing so many games in a row and Demko's back playing really good. I think that's a, I think that's great, though. You know, mm-hmm. him being still the long term future of this team. You know, no one wanted to really see him traded. Yeah, but we they, a dumb rumor. Well, the rumor came nonetheless. And you kind of wonder because management really they would they kind of were like they indicated Demko was their future, at least. But they weren't really putting so much support and voice behind that. They they would say it, but really he was still out long term. But now that he's playing, I feel like they have no, uh, you know, no cards in moving him at this point. Yeah. Um, so going forward, I, I could see this team turning it around quickly. Uh, there's a lot of people in the fan base, in, including myself, that would have preferred, you know, trying to actually start a foundation anew and, you know, build something you know from a starting point rather than just being like you know taking pieces from the previous people and being like we're going to try to retool this or whatnot but you know we're we're, we're not we're not owners we're not management we can't make those decisions and so this is the direction the team's going with we're just going to have to deal with that um i think they could turn around next year it really depends on a lot of things it really depends on demko's health going back to that he had a massive uh drop in least in his performance at the beginning and then he got injured so, you know, you're relying on two backup goalies who even like mostly weren't even like NHL backups. They were like AHL starter slash backups at that point uh, yeah. in Spencer Martin and Colin Dealey. And Dealey had played pretty well, actually. I-, I would see him as maybe the backup going forward next year, potentially. I don't know if he's resigned. He's uh, not. Through- uh, Martin so they'd have to they would have to resign him. And then that leaves Spencer Martin in that weird, you know, third man spot, you know. Yeah. Um because he was signed for multiple years. He had a really good showing last year. People like, ah, Martin's are back up. And now this year, everything falls apart. But yeah, Daly is UFA. You never know. Four months in from now, you know, after the summer, maybe Martin gets his game back. Things can change pretty quickly. So number one is Demko's health. And number two really is this decor. Um, like, I don't know if there'll be massive moves over the summer. I, I think there will be, even if the performance of this team, you know, with the, the roster they have currently with some people injured, like, uh, stays the same uh, or at least they perform well over the you know the final couple games of the season um, it really sets yourself up do they want to buy out OEL because uh, there is a penalty I think of I think two something million for three years after his contract ends if you buy him out this year yeah. Um, but as as uh, Brisebois and other defensemen have come in Wolanin especially They've really shown that the team is better without Oliver Ekman Larson in the lineup. It's hard to say. It's it's hard to say that given you know how much they gave up for him and Garland in that trade. Mm-hmm. But what do you, you you have to swallow your pride. You can't throw Oliver Ekman Larson out every night as you know as, as just a, I think under seven million dollars uh, as your top four guy, and then have him constantly get walked by and uh, embarrassed. And I don't know, and the, you know that would maybe negate have to proceed then with a buyout. It's gonna be painful, especially you know when his contract ends. It's an, it's like another four years, and then another three years after that with the penalty. Yeah, um, um, it would be. It's a long seven years. It's gonna be seven years. Seven, yeah, it would run out of a, of a cap penalty what, of that just after. And just after the Lulongo stuff ends, pretty much. Yeah. So it's basically well, the Canucks have dealt with cap penalties for the last decade and will continue to they actually i don't think they're paying any dead cap for luongo at the moment okay well they're they had a one-year gap they had a one-year gap one-year okay, gap well, holtby yeah. um right now next year all their dead cap comes off current dead cap comes off the books mm-hmm. so they have 
their retained salary one, which is Horvat's one point three seven five, and that will come off because that his will extension off will kick yeah. in from New York. Sucker um, Lou Lamorello, and then um, <laughs> Biot History, Brayden Holpe one point nine, and Jake Vertanen five hundred k, and that runs out after the season. So yeah. Um, so going back to that, they have the decision whether they want to buy out OEL this year. They also have the decision of whether it sounds like there was some interest in Tyler Myers, though I will say as someone that really didn't appreciate Tyler Myers play early this season and kind of throughout earlier in his career, he's played a lot better so far uh, since talk gets taken over. He's been more physical, which yes. is what this team really needs on the back end, especially when you have a decor that kind of leans on the smaller side besides Tyler Myers. Um, and he's not, you know, the scoring type of a player, but you use that physicality and that, you know, not even fast movement. He's slower, but you use that physicality to your advantage. And I've seen that there was that huge hit, uh, in the Toronto game a couple days back. Yeah. Like that, 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 and he's six foot like eight. Yeah. I mean, there was some of the angles that kind of was questionable. There was a whole yeah. debate on whether he left his feet, but that wasn't the point. The point was that that would play is the type of Tyler Myers that Canucks need. Yes. Um, and so, you know, maybe they think going forward, he can be that type of player and they keep him. But it sounds also like there was some interest in him uh, for the rest of his contract. I think he's got another year. Mm -hmm. So he's going to be a UFA after 2024. Yes. So maybe if the Canucks think, hey, we can find another guy in free agency to kind of fill that role. Maybe they, you know, move him and try to sign someone else or acquire someone else. I don't know. But obviously I think the decor is the, the biggest question mark. They they'll need to address some parts of it. They didn't do it last year until the season started and they're and the way they addressed it was acquiring Riley Stillman, which was a <laughs> train wreck. A, um, it was a it train was a wreck. Train wreck. wreck. They, they dumped Dickinson's cap hit and a second round pick oh. and Dickinson's played well for Chicago. Even, even though Chicago is tanking. Even though they're intentionally being like, yeah, we're they after beat, Bedard. They beat Boston 6 they did beat. They did beat Boston today. I did see that. And I think um, they were chanting. This was in, the game was in Chicago. Oh, God. And the Chicago fans, like, I don't, maybe they're selling out the rink still, you know, even though they're tanking. They're chanting at the Boston players overrated. Which is hilarious. You know, they're, they are the they are the number one team in the NHL, the Boston Bruins. And they are going to be a nightmare for whoever plays them. And I like you're gonna really be like overrated like oh my gosh i that's... they're going to the playoffs man and you're gonna be waiting on maybe uh 11 chance of drafting the next uh greatest hockey player ever are they still living in 2013 like for real I be serious know. maybe be serious chicago they, he has like, been good for chicago like which oh I, yeah I no he's chicago, been good. like so, um... and then there was that whole thing he went i think was speaking to like a chicago reporter and made comments that were kind of detrimental being like <gasps> oh, i hated yeah. my time in vancouver the medical stuff staff like that commentary. yeah the, the comments oh. on the medical staff too yeah so that has been a theme this year hasn't it it has. Uh, JT Miller said earlier today, have you heard this? Oh, no, you you sent me this quote, the one yes, he talked yeah, to I was, Farhan Lodge about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This, uh, for those of you who haven't seen it, I will. Hamidic, Hamidic was has been okay for Ottawa. He's been actually pretty good. Yeah, he's mm. apparently they played him with Chikrin tonight, <laughs> which yeah. I'm like, oh, that's not a pairing. But I, I mean, I accidentally saw Travis Hamidic when he was in Vancouver. On Saturday, oh, I was leaving the nice. Whitecaps game, mm -hmm. and I just like walked past. I was walking towards Rogers Arena because I went to both games, and I just uh -huh. and Travis Aminix there. I was like, okay, <laughs> I just kept walking. He'd <laughs> be like, ah, it's like okay, sorry, dude. I mean, thanks for the third, I guess. Um, yeah, but then that just became Travis Dermott, who has also not seen a lot of ice time. Actually, he's he injured still, isn't injured. he? Yeah, he. So that's another defensive guy they'll have to make a decision on. Yeah, because he's for on next RFA year as part the of the decor. He, yeah. Um, and his track record with his former team wasn't great. You know, spin back mm. pass against Montreal. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah it's, it's been... You wanted to... I have the Miller quote, actually, here. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can go... I, I can say it if you'd like. Sure, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, so this was from today. Uh, you know, Miller said he believes his squad is leaving the chaos behind. They're on this four-game win. So he says this quote. Sorry, Myers. Uh, this wasn't too fun of a place to be in at the beginning of the year and mid-part of the year. Um, he was saying this to Farhan Lalji. It was a bit of a shit show, you know, bleep yeah. show, whatever you want to say. It really was you can, you can a say lot shit. of just okay. Well, <laughs> you know, it was a bit of a shit show. It really was a lot of distraction. I think we've moved on. We understand who we're going to be moving forward. It's fun to come to the rink again. 
So those were some interesting comments. You know, they are yeah. on a on a positive run right now. Yes. Uh, and really, this organization. I remember being, uh, you know, lo- watching stuff go down, and in September and October, like every week, it was just another Bombshell. story, another another story, whatnot. Whether it was oh another injury, uh, there was the Dory complaint, like it, the early stuff in the season, like it just stacked up. And I guarantee you coming to that rank, probably it was exhausting because it's like, what now? Yeah. Like as a player, like you're not those things like those behind the scenes, like upper level stuff. Yeah, it shouldn't impact your game, but it's the main course of all discourse, essentially from the fan base, from people that like the media that are talking about it. And so you can't you can ignore it, but it's definitely going to, you know, infiltrate your brain and just be like, this is the the crux of what's happening. And that no doubt, probably, you know, they go on that seven game losing streak to start the year. Mm -hmm. And I think that kind of was like, oh, yeah, this is exactly the type of path that they're going on. Yeah. Considering um, the message going into the season, I wonder if they're going to do the same next season, honestly, because. They, you know, almost get into into the playoffs last year. They got eliminated in game eighty, game eighty, game. It was 80, something, yeah. yeah. Like I remember, I think I went to one of those late games, and it, I tweeted something like a meaningful game in like late late March. I'm like, it's been a long time since this. It was it, it was, was against the Coyotes, but I don't know if we won or lost. But yeah, we got eliminated. We got very close to the end of the season during the. Uh, we got eliminated during the Seattle Kraken April 26th game, so the 80th game of the season. And yeah. it was between the first and second semester, and I'm second semester. Oh my gosh, mm. second period versus second period because I remember it was three nothing Canucks, and then Seattle like almost tied it up in the second because the Canucks just stopped caring uh, because mm-hmm. that was when it came out that LA had gotten the final spot. In the yeah, Western and then Conference. they're just like, oh, okay, well we're out then. Yeah, I, I was yeah. there. It was it was like the energy got sucked <laughs> off the rink. It was it was awful, but. Um, yeah. That was certainly a fun playoff race. I feel like it ended when Adam Gaudet scored the shootout winner, which I mentioned like every week on this show. But I, mm-hmm. I like that was still so ridiculous, especially to see in person. Like, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I wonder if they're gonna go with the our pursuit messages, like just take the same logos and clothing that they didn't get to wear this year. Um, I mean, uh, I after it's on if after uh, we've got unfinished business went badly, like oh. maybe they do our pursuit again. I thought you meant like the the in uh, like the in uh, coaching message, like because the message at least from Boudreaux and from the management group was we the it, we need to make the playoffs this year. It's playoffs or bust. Mm-hmm. And I wonder, you know, are they going to do the same thing? Like it's playoffs or bust next year? Or like like what, they hit bust this year? What were the consequences? Yeah. I mean, I think that probably the biggest consequence was they eventually decided to sell on Horvat, you know, the captain. Um, and so, you know, if they pull out that same messaging next year, are the consequence like what are the consequences? I I, I do wonder that because like, are they going to make a big trade? Like, they've already decided basically, you know, your Pedersons, your Hughes, your Demko, are your core. Mm-hmm. Um, who's the odd man out then? Like Miller, if he's going to be the odd man out, you got to trade him this off season. Yeah. And he, and he still has value apparently, but the Canucks were so like, there was this whole rumor, you know, the Canucks like were the hung up picks? on getting that, not the draft. Well, the, yeah, not, well, I, I think it was the combination of there were fine with like some draft picks, but they just wanted a player, a center. And they oh. were so hung up about this. I don't think they actually like denied draft picks, but they were just like, this is what we really want. And they wanted another team to get in the mix of that trade with Pittsburgh to make it happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but as I was saying, Miller's contract kicks in, I think, on July 1st. Yes. So Can't basically, yeah, it's it, if they want to make that move, you know, maybe they decide, hey, Miller, he's a great player. I'm not going to deny that. He's been really good, but he doesn't fit the timeline of this team. I know that they're trying to win now, but in two to three years, Miller may not be the same player as he is now. He's, his play could massively decline. I will give credit to Rick Tockett for really, really revitalizing his play as of late. Um, he's playing with more structure. And, you know, I remember there were so many defensive turnovers and <laughs> and, the, and the F-bombs being dropped. Like, he was so, like, the just, like, just all that, you know, laying all this emotion on the ice. And it wasn't a, I don't know what to say in terms of, like, it wasn't a good, effective way of, you know, using your emotion as a hockey player. 
There are players that can fuse emotion as fuel. And Miller is that type of player, but he wasn't doing it in an effective way. It really was just weighing down on everyone. You could see like he'd come to the bench, he would slip mash his stick. And I think there's a gif of like Pedersen looking over and just being like, dude, really? Yeah, it's it's de- so, it was, I feel like that gif showed the difference in their leadership style as well. Yeah, because uh, I mean, like, yeah, Miller sorry, in, in my head is like the you remember Jacob Trouba throwing his helmet and then the Rangers go on a huge win streak. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like he's trying to do that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then Pedersen, you more, you know, is more quiet, more composed. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe JT Miller just went to therapy. Who knows? Um, yeah. On the Miller comments saying that it was a bit of a shit show um, at the start of this year, people are now jumping just like, oh my gosh, Bo Horvat is a locker room cancer. I'm like, no. I don't know. The Sedin's hand picked him to be the Canucks captain after they retired. Are there people that are actually in good faith saying that? I've always interpreted those as just being like, oh, Bo Horvat was the problem, guys. Like, it was all in jest. I have not seen any people in good faith be like, Horvat was the problem. Because I, he I, wasn't. Yeah, he was not the problem. He wasn't uh, the problem. Here's a list um, mm-hmm. from at Big Sports Van on Twitter. Team oh, from played, Vanessa, for sure. From Vanessa, yeah. yeah. Uh, team played like shit from game one, which was true. This mm-hmm. seven-game losing streak, considering the beginning of um, Bruce Boudreau's uh, tenure as a Canucks coach was a seven-game winning streak, and then the beginning of the end of his Canucks tenure was a seven-game losing streak. <laughs> and then... Captain unsigned and trade rumors for months. Also signing Miller like a couple weeks before camp. I understand, you know, you needed to have one of them signed apparently, but still, eh. uh, Miller playing like shit and lashing out, and that was pre talk it. Um, mm. Pearson injury leaks and press with team docs. Um, the human rights complaint and yeah, there's just been a lot. And Jason Dickinson, obviously, you mentioned before, just like the. Well, you forgot the like staff. the Boudreau stuff. You kind of like, and Boudreau you, firing. Well, for, the firing, for... but like just I remember like there was a time you know the the comments being made by Rutherford. You know, oh, it's oh. the structure and all the loose structure and like the public ridicule without being you know it's his fault. He's just like, well, you know, I think this seven game losing streak is because we lack structure. We didn't have a good camp. Like stuff like you that. Have a just, good camp. Like if you're so like, pissed off, coach the team yourself, old man. Like I know you could probably <laughs> barely see over the players' it, heads because of yeah. how short you are, but oh my god, grow up. I'm telling an eighty year old man. Or to actually grow like up. say it like say it like tell it in private as and be respectful and be like, Hey, yeah. I, I don't think we're good. And I uh, Bruce wouldn't lie you Bruce is not gonna lie to you. He's like, Yeah, this mm-hmm. hasn't been a great start. But the fact he would go out like week after week on whether it was after hours or whatnot and just be like <sighs> the same stuff over again. Like badge camp, not good enough structure, and and they wouldn't fire him. Like I just didn't understand that. They, really, they, they were like they, they would constantly like, do it and they wouldn't fire him. And I'm just like, this is leading it's to emotional the torture. obvious conclusion ever. He's going mm-hmm. to get fired. So fire him. Like, stop playing. Stop playing these mind games or yeah. whatnot. Like if it was like some sort of game of chicken where they're just like, we're going to publicly harass you and uh, like talk crap about you and your job. And we want you to resign, basically, because we don't want to pay you. Yeah. And and then the, and Bruce is like, well, no, no, I'm going to get paid as long as I can and He's... you'll fire me. And, th- and that led all the way up to like late January when they eventually let him go. Yeah, which was that was an insane saga because like even two weeks before he actually got fired, Elliot Friedman's going on hockey. Oh, yeah, yeah. Canada no, they, and saying, we knew Rip talk talk was coming in. Replacement. We knew, and and then that was like they knew the replacement and there still went two weeks more of this whole charade. And it's just like, do the right thing. We know who's coming in. And I don't understand because there was there were some people that were like they want consistency, like a transition period, like they didn't want. I was like, guys, you have an assistant coach that has National Hockey League head coaching experience and Mike Yo, just let him be an interim oh, yeah, coach right. for like three or four games. It's not that hard. Literally, like let him take over for they let him take over in Philly last year when yeah. they fired Elaine Vigneault in December, mm-hmm. like. Also, I forgot that Alain Vigneault was like still coaching at that point too, and I was like, "Oh, he was mm-hmm. still he was still there." <laughs> yeah. Um. Because I was like, "Damn, that guy was that was that was my childhood." He's <laughs> yeah. he's st- he's still he's still kicking. Um. Yeah, but then the NHL is all made up of old men. Um. Anyway, I think 
you mentioned this. I'm not sure if you mentioned this on the show, but you mentioned mm -hmm. um, ownership needing to kind of talk about like how they chose Bruce as their guy and then they decided he wasn't their guy. I personally think that the because he was picked out by ownership before Rutherford yeah, yeah. or they, Alvin got they there. Went so I to think Bruce to be the coach before they brought in a president of hockey ops or a GM. Yeah, so they brought in Bruce because I guess they needed to be happy in Vancouver. Um, yeah, it's <laughs> my assumption. They wanted some sort of veteran stability, which I mm -hmm. understand. But in that hierarchy, when you're going to bring in uh, two people higher up than the coach, then that are going to be like, this wasn't the guy we wanted. I was like, this is this is just not going to end the way you're hoping it is. They, they're going to be like, yeah, we're going to need another uh, shot at this because we didn't hire this guy. Yeah, and, and that's, so yeah, that's why I think that I don't want to say bullying, but essentially it was um, started early on. You could say that the medical staff could also be implicated in that because they fired a bunch of their the medical staff that had been there for a long period of time. Mm. Like I believe during last season, um, they did. Yeah, at the end of the season, the end a of lot the of people season, go and they brought in a bunch of new people. I don't know the exact names. Um, but yeah, there were, there was a massive like overhaul of the medical staff in last off season. And basically. then, yeah. And then, I mean, I understand that the Jason Dickinson thing was kind of before that time, yeah. but at the same time, it's still all these questionable things. Demko, even he had off season surgery, comes back is obviously not playing to his best ability and, uh, Besser, his whole injury and then re-injury happens um mm -hmm. i just feel like there's a lot of questions going on there was the mckay of injury in in the preseason that he played through oh yeah and he then got through. shut down and once they were pretty much like yeah we're sellers we're out at the all-star break um, like a few yeah. days before the bohor bet and then he had to on his personal twitter account has to go and verify that he's like oh it was my choice and i'm like Dan, he, please remember that your clients are human. Sometimes, like they're not yeah. superhuman. I mean, I don't know what like, like, goes on. I but mean, I tweeted something out. I mean, that, that was basically like this was before Elia actually made the tweet and said like this was my decision. I'm like the optics of this. Like, I don't care if the player was like, I totally made this decision on my own. I wanted to play. I'm like, you're a National Hockey League player that's getting paid big money, and you're still gonna go out and play hockey on a pretty like massive and like not a massive injury because you can play through it without actually getting like more re-aggravated or more injured. Yeah. But in terms of your health, like the best decision would be to not play like that would be the best decision. But because there was, he probably was like, I can't injure it more. I want to contribute to this team. He felt compelled to play and I can understand that, but I still think the optics nonetheless are bad. And that's what I said. I was like, basically, I was like, you're telling me that this guy had been playing injured for half the season and only got shut down now because the Canucks were basically out of, an, of a playoff spot. And they're like, they were kind of putting their hands up being like, yep, we're going to be sellers going forward. And then ironically, when the trade deadline came, they weren't sellers and they bought Hronik at probably the highest price they could have. Yeah. Yeah. The first. Too, nonetheless. So. <laughs> Uh, Audie from Game Over Calgary says, Go Canucks, I'm disowning the Flames. Are you guys tanking now? <laughs> anyway, um, by the way, Columbus 165. Yeah, I saw that. Yes. Um, mm. Good for the good for the tank, even if it's still alive. We're on a five-game winning streak, which is not something. They said that they were like, oh yeah, we are, we're on a four-game win streak. Um, <laughs> as of today, the longest of our season on 650 when I was right, driving home. Uh, like, yeah. Oh, that hurts. Yeah, of course, this comes late in the season, you know, when they're basically on the fringes of being eliminated. Like, it's the most Canucks thing to be like, guys, Canucks uh, winning six straight now, and they're only uh, 17 points out of the playoffs. We're so dumb. Uh, what does this mean for this team? Like, <laughs> <laughs> We're so dumb. This is such a dumb team. Like, why? This team is just the it's, worst. It's, why, why do we exist? What, what's the point? What's the, the rent must be hey, you know sky what? high you know what? at Rogers yeah. well, Arena. <laughs> it's all going to be worth it once the Canucks get in on a Big City Greens Classic. Oh my, that was going to be my last point of the night. Yeah, that I was wanted to get to that because I was wearing a t-shirt in honor of that too. Yes, yes. Okay, do you want to show off your t-shirt before we yeah, get Yeah, for that? sure. So this is based off uh, Long Live Animation is what it says. It's based off uh, Olin Rogers' design uh, because he was a creator of Final Space and that was canceled by Warner Brothers. Oh yeah, um, so yeah, no, but I was watching uh, the Big City Greens Classic. For those who don't know, the NHL partnered with Disney 
to pretty much create an augmented reality kids cast uh, for the one of their games, pretty much similar to the NFL's uh, Nickelodeon cast. They do like a one wild card game a year where they broadcast on Nickelodeon with a bunch of cool graphics. They'll bring in like voice actors of characters to kind of enter mingle with the play and do commentary and stuff. So for the big city greens classic, they, I don't even know how they did it. It was a lot of motion capture technology, probably tracking on the players. And they pretty much built a virtual rink in uh, the big city environment from the show. Mm -hmm. And then they just had like, it looked like bobblehead hockey from NHL, like three on three arcade from like NHL 12. And like, it was actually kind of fun to watch besides like when they scored because they can't really they're, they're they can't move their hands they're just like bobblehead figures yeah. so they all just kind of go into like a clump because the guys are all you know like going around for the celebration they're all coming together so it like they would score and then all the people all the players just kind of go into where they're just like this they're just standing there right it's next to like each other glitching glitching it looked like it was glitching it's like but you're no clipping into another hockey player in pretty much and uh, i thought it was kind of funny they replaced certain players with characters from big city greens yes they replaced vincent trocek um for the new york rangers also a new york rangers and capitals game to advertise to children is not something i would have expected to hear a few months ago but uh or like years ago when they were in uh when it was the bubble and they just kept fighting each other all the yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> um like that's that could you imagine if some if there was a fight in that game cuz that's that's a well, that's the, an the, odd the, rivalry. The smart thing they should have done is like you know how in like cartoons and stuff like when play when you know characters get into fights it just becomes like a giant tumbleweed cloud. Oh my god. Like say say you have two players that are like mixing it up prepared. and then when they start a fight they just they just kind of do like this animation of like a tumbleweed <laughs> cloud and then the in the commentators just do commentary kind of like oh you know it's getting rough in there can't really see much and then like one emerges victorious out of it and one kind of looks you know, dazed and confused on the ice, something like that. Whoever, whoever, better than just two, uh, better than just like two bobbleheads just being like this. Kind yeah. Of, you know, know what it looked like to me? What um, did it look the like club to you? Penguin ice hockey rink. That I've is, seen a lot of comparisons. A good on Twitter. right there. Yeah. I've seen a lot of comparisons on Twitter and that's what it reminded me of another Disney product that they shut down and I'm still mad about. Well, one of the things also that people forget, and I, I constantly bring this up because this is not the first time the Disney channel or Disney in general has worked with the NHL back in 2011, they partnered to make Phineas and Ferb NHL merchandise. It exists. Um, there's like, they made, I think for almost every team, like if you go on eBay and look it up, there's like shirts for like Calgary flames, like Perry, the platypus and a Calgary flames Jersey. And, uh, like, I think this collection lasted for like only one year. And then like when they announced this, like 12 years later, they're like, Oh, this Disney channel partners up with big city greens. And I'm just like, guys, Phineas and Ferb had a hockey X Z nine episode here featuring oh L- LA Kings legend, Luke Robitaille. And the and the series is coming back. They did renew it for two more seasons, I think, like two months ago. Oh so this, sure this is exist. your opportunity. This is your opportunity for the future. Um, Minnesota take, Wild. take your chance. Take your chance here. You get your virtual set in Danville in the tri-state area. Live commentary from Dr. Doofenshmirtz and Major Monogram. I think people would would absolutely people love it. Would I would love, love it. Do it for me, please. Um, I want this. They should get Hank Green involved in something, but that's just because I like Hank Green and he's a Seattle fan. Yeah, that um, would be pretty funny. Actually, I, I, do like a live tweet thing or like this, he. You imagine Hank? Imagine Hank Green in between the benches of a live game. Seattle versus Florida. That'd be good. I want to see him beef with Matthew Kachuk live. <laughs> that's all I want to see. That'd be good. Um, but yeah, the Big City Greens classic. I wasn't able to watch, unfortunately, but I did see a lot of clips. They also replaced the goalies, which I thought was fun, uh, with mm. other Big City Greens characters. What did you think of the spectators? Did you see a bunch of the animals just hanging around? Yeah, I, I saw those. They had like some of the characters in the back and they all said animals. I think one of the funniest things though, and I picked up on this like because I was watching the first period, the ref was replaced with a chicken. Or which I, a, a, yeah. a bird of some kind because it, it, chicken. chickens can't fly but like um, it's a kid's show <laughs> it's a kid's hey, show hey logic needs to rule over things come on um but no it was a chicken <laughs> and i and i i was wondering i was just like i was <laughs> i was like the, the i was imagine if the nhl was like they greenlit this thing and then they they looked at the final product and they're like wait the ref is a chicken and they're like this is not good I, we, we can't have this happen ever again. Like our referees cannot be chickens. I because they're so, they're also so protective of exactly. the um of the refs especially, um which yeah. Well, like well, I mean, it's like 
it's to kids, so they they don't care. But I just imagine if they took it so seriously, where they're just like, like they didn't think of it until like later, and they're just like, wait, the refs is a chicken. The NHL having fun. What's that? Yeah. But no, I loved no, the the no. chicken. In, in the lead up, I also saw that the commissioner got in on some of the promotional stuff. I think they did like a fake phone conversation between one of the characters of the show. Like he phones up the commissioner and, you know, Gary's, you know, he's in his office. He's like, hello, this is Commissioner Gary Bettman, whatnot. Oh and uh, it's just like, yeah. And so, no, I think it's great. Uh, these type of alternate casts are really interesting and really fun. Um also, it leads to like legendary moments like so the NFL Nickelodeon game had a great moment where Russell Wilson gets picked off by another player and Patrick Starr is literally giving live commentary as it happens in this play. <laughs> and so you get like legendary moments where like uh, Bill Fogerbach, who plays Patrick Starr is just like, oh, I don't think that's what he was trying to cook. Oh my you know, gosh, Russ that cook. is awesome. Yes. So like stuff like that, like you, you're going to end up getting <laughs> some moments that just shit. become <laughs> just the greatest sporting things ever yeah and um so yeah no i think this is awesome i think also like big city greens was a good show kind of in that like i haven't watched a lot of disney i think like after gravity falls that kind of is where i was like yeah fell off a little bit but this is a great starting point and i think they're totally i think that when they get the viewership in they'll just be like yeah we'll definitely look at this in the future again they should they should definitely consider it um considering they're also thinking about i said considering like five times um they're thinking <laughs> about preseason games in australia they should get bluey in it and that's just not just because honestly i fan. could totally see some some toy type of kind of small little partnership that'd be pretty funny that yeah. would be that would be awesome because there like, is there, isn't there like a hockey, hockey episode they, they there's like hockey about, references yeah there are hockey it's field hockey Okay. Um, it's field hockey because like, they don't have like a lot of ice over there. Um, yeah. <laughs> but or I guess down there. But um, yeah, it's uh, field hockey. The mom, the main mom character, Chili, she plays mm -hmm. field hockey. It's talked yeah. about a lot. The sticks are around a lot. It just as props and stuff like that in the show. Um, but yeah. I just think that the NHL should open its horizons on yes, it is a rougher game than other sports but i do think it is important to try and include children in the game um you gotta like, grow you know, the game but you gotta, you gotta find game. ways to grow the game and also make it a more i don't want to say appropriate because uh i think hockey is great for all ages but yes yeah it can't just be dominated it's not the same style as it was you know 20 30 years ago yeah it's um, not yeah. it's i i'm glad it's not the same style was 10 20, oh same. Uh, 2030 yeah. even 10 years ago like crosby getting hit in the head constantly like traumatized me as a child oh, um yeah. so i remember that winter, winter classic hit and i was yeah, just like oh yeah. my gosh i think that, that was so when bad. i like stopped watching hockey for like a year because i just couldn't yeah. um because i was like 11 and i was like yeah that, that's not for me um i think also like i remember so i think this is 2011 the um patcheretti on the glass with chara chara that, yeah, that was that such one, a like i, I, I saw it as a kid and i was mm -hmm. just like I actually was straight up like really emotional over that. Like mm -hmm. I didn't cheer for Montreal, and but I that's why like Match Packs Ready just became one of the players that I constantly like checked in and kind of rooted for. Yeah, um, and, and I I was so Carolina. devastating to see. Yeah, and now he's in Carolina and he's injured for the year. Yeah, wonderful. Um, well, not wonderful. That's bad. Yeah. Bad. Wonderful. Uh, well, that's anyway. <laughs> English is hard. Transition. Transition. Yes. Okay. Um. And another hit was the Horton, the hit on Horton yeah, in the, Nathan the finals. Horton in the final. That, yeah, that one was, the was like turning point ever. That was um definitely something that I yeah that I was like oh really? wow I probably right. shouldn't have been seeing that as an eight year old but yeah. I did. I like it, it's one of those things because you know as a kid you watch that and you're so invested in that final like I was what ten years old in that in no oh, twelve years old in that Stanley Cup final and like. I look back on it because I remember seeing that hit and I'm like, that's a bad hit. Yeah. And of course the Bruins like curb stomp us like eight to two in that game. Yeah. And then, you know, the, the whole final plays out, you know, Boston wins, Vancouver wins, Boston wins, Boston wins. But you look at that hit as just the biggest turning point. I think it was still zero zero when that hit happened. And it's just like, if, if Rome doesn't go for that hit, if he decides, Hey, I'm going to just, maybe he just doesn't take two strides towards Horton and he strides the other way. He doesn't have mm -hmm. to turn his back, but he just doesn't go for the hit. Does something change? How would how Does something change in that? How like, seriously? 
imagine you could like have like the time turner or whatever they have in harry potter have some sort of time changing device to Mm -hmm. take away aaron rome from that series and what happens then well what would be the because there's there was a lot he did in that series he did a lot um also because as much as i want to say oh if rome you know didn't hit it it would have been different maybe it is maybe it isn't because if you remember they were the Canucks were so injured that series they were playing with you know jeff tambellini and so forth and so like maybe it changes the fact that you know some guy doesn't get his back broken in game six like mason raymond or whatnot yeah but like they were so injured that far into the playoff run that it's just like even if that hit doesn't happen maybe we you know we lose game four we lose game three only by like two goals i don't know but really it was the biggest turning point of that series and you know those those massive hits like they have an impact in terms of the players and also the fan reception like you know we're we're just talking about how we were really turned off by those like i don't think anyone really got excited seeing that like there's no. something about there's like there's I think another hit in that series I think uh, Hamus it's it's one of those body check hits on the Ham boards where from throwing the hip check the hip check it's it's a classic and I think there is like kind of an adrenaline juice in that as long as everyone's okay yeah um but then seeing the Horton hit or there's also I think in that game in that game in 2012 when the Canucks played the Bruins for the first time since the final I don't remember if it was Chara but I, or I think it was actually Marshawn like did oh. kind of the dirtiest version of the hip check on Sallow. I, like, I like, don't I, remember that. Okay. Well, bas- it was a really dirty version it. of it and it injured Sallow mm-hmm. and uh, he got a game misconduct for that. And there's like a, there's actually a really funny clip of like Claude Julian after hearing the, the announcement, like the PA is like, a f- like a five minute major and a game misconduct. And he like, he's like, and then he gets up and he's just like, like he, he like he couldn't believe it. I'm just like it was such a dirty play. It's it's so no. it, astounding to see how the NHL has changed over the last decade, mm-hmm. um, especially with, you know, you could say that the lock the semi lockout in 2012 2013. Yeah, that was about the salary cap and stuff like that, um, and mm. hilarious long contracts, but um, it, the game has also completely ch- shifted. It's definitely less physical. Um, than what it was back then the Mm -hmm. hits aren't the same they're still big hits but there's only there's not as many very very questionable dirty hits even Mm -hmm. as many as there were two years ago when we were in the bubble like i'd say the only like there's only a handful of guys that are actually known still for doing those hits that was like the peak of tom wilson there peak of he was the one he was the one guy that was keeping that like side thing of like dirty hits in business yeah and i feel like thankfully i think he's toned his game down he might he might throw a giant hit like this week and just completely like destroy all credibility fair fair enough i do think he's like kind of stepped up because he's kind of rumored to be the next washington capitals captain um i mean it makes sense ov retires (laughs) um but uh yeah i do think that he has definitely stepped more into a leadership role in than um he was seen as before because he was seen not as a rat but like as a giant beast uh mm. troll um i said trupa is one of the guys that's known for dirty hits but um he's the rangers captain so apparently i have to like him because he's the captain anyway mm. <laughs> the tales of a semi-rangers fan anyway i don't like all rangers captains remember that bald guy <laughs> We don't bring him up. We don't bring him. He we don't bring up that man. If if I don't mention his name three, if I mention his name three times, I'm pretty sure he'll pretty sure he'll appear behind me. Um, Yeah. Like instead of bloody marriage with like bloody (laughs) messier. I don't don't know. Anyway, uh, thank you, Jacob, for joining me. Where can everybody find you on the social medias and stuff? Of course, Uh, on Twitter, I am at at jkmnew. So J-K-M-N-E-W. I'm also on Instagram at, at jacob.km.new. And also for people that don't know, uh, I am on Canucks Twitter, but also I'm the PA and DJ of the Surrey Eagles. Uh, I was on Yay! Kaya's podcast a couple days ago on Growing the Game with yes. fellow BCHL expert Joey Pitt, the play-by-play of your Surrey Eagles. <laughs> yes. So just thought for people that are like, who is this guy? I just wanted to make sure we give some relevance here. Yes, give some context. I didn't just yes, be exactly. like, Canucks Twitter, you. No, yes, uh, you Jacob, are a member of Canucks Twitter. <laughs> Jacob is a PA slash DJ slash uh, glass holder. Um, yes, I, I do hold glass panes quite a bit at that che- uh, <laughs> at the out, South Surrey Arena. Check out his, uh, his uh, Twitter banner, you know, photo credits to me. I don't yes. Know. <laughs> 
It's a good um, banner. It's just like banner. I'm trying to keep things together. I'm like holding glass and I'm just like, please don't like, please, please don't please, <laughs> just please, please everything stay. Please everything just be okay. We, we just talked about hockey getting less physical and you're just like, oh, yeah, well, like, in the BCHL, we have like giant like Cole Galata hits on the on the <laughs> side glass. And then we have like a 10 minute delay because we have the one arena like maintenance guy that's come around. He's yeah. like, oh, I got to get a new thing in here. And I'm just like, please don't step on my laptop, sir. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Cole Galata has not heard the memo that hockey has changed. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, Cole. He can't, can't defend himself. Yeah. All right. Thank you for joining me. Of course. Um, thank you. And thank you to everyone who watched, listened, and all that stuff. I've been Kaya May. You can find me at Real Kaya May on Twitter. Remember to subscribe, um, like the video down below, and follow STPN Sports on Twitter. And I'm... Not sure who's with you next, but the Canucks play in a few days in Arizona. So game over Vancouver will return then uh, for hopefully, I don't know if it's hopefully a loss or hopefully a win at this point. It's either or. We shall see. We, we shall see. We shall see. Whichever way the hockey gods want us to go, a fake playoff run or a, a fake tank, I guess, for 15th overall. All right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Good night. Powered by Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook.